are few pleasures greater than walking through a wet coastal forest draped with moss and an impossibly vivacious array of every green imaginable. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. You know that first workday after daylight savings time in March, when your alarm going off feels like the rudest thing you could ever imagine? And then you are rewarded with sunlight later in the day, but at the expense of losing some dark, leisurely evening time. Bedtime arrives all of a sudden, but you're not tired, though you know you really should force yourself to sleep to get your body in sync with the clock. Fortunately, the human species is not alone in this rude awakening this time of year. Maine's hibernators are waking up, and there's not even a cup of coffee and hot breakfast within reach. Regardless of what the alarm clock says indoors, that internal clock on hibernators is buzzing now, too. With warmer days, longer daylight hours, and the likelihood of more food becoming available now compared to when they hunkered down in the fall, a set of chemical reactions in their brains is telling them to wake up. If you think waking up to the alarm after the clocks spring ahead is hard, it is much more challenging to wake up after a few months of slumber. Woodchucks, meadow jumping mice, and several species of cave bats are Maine's only true hibernators. These are the species that go into an extreme state of dormancy for several months. Other mammals, like bears, raccoons, skunks, and even chipmunks, do go into a state of dormancy during winter, but one in which they wake up every now and then and might even wander around during a warm spell. True hibernation is characterized by a significant drop in metabolism, heart rate, and breathing rate. A little brown bat usually has a heart rate of a thousand beats per minute. Once hibernating in a protected cave, its heart rate decreases 200-fold to 5 beats per minute. Woodchucks, or groundhogs, normally have the same body temperature as we do, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. When hibernating in an underground den, their body temperature drops to about 38 degrees Fahrenheit. Meadow jumping mice dig a small den, which they line with dry plants in the fall, perhaps under a log, and rely on only a two-week period of fattening up before they experience an equivalent metabolic slowdown to the bats and woodchucks. In the jumping mouse's case, their body temperatures may decrease to as low as about 35 degrees Fahrenheit. If you think waking up after the clock springs ahead is rough, imagine needing to both rewarm yourself and increase your heart and breathing rate significantly. Animals waking up from hibernation need to shiver to start raising their body temperature, which takes a lot of energy, reserves of which are apt to be lacking at this point in the season. This is why it can be especially dangerous for a hibernating mammal to come out of hibernation too early. They may not have the capacity to survive continued cold or have the energy to go back into and later out of hibernation. The process of waking up from hibernation isn't fast either. And while you might groggily wander around until you're able to settle down with a hot cup of caffeine, hibernating mammals emerging from their winter homes or hibernacula aren't even rewarded with an easy-to-find breakfast. This is why it is so important to be aware of the emergence of these hungry, groggy mammals this time of year. If you haven't already, now's the time to take down your bird feeders, secure your trash, and make sure your dog food is stowed away. While it might seem nice in theory to leave food out for wildlife, 
getting them accustomed to humans as a source of food is much more dangerous for them and us. So the next time you're outside, you could be on the lookout for evidence of emerging mammals. Just six weeks ago, I was only seeing the evidence of mammals that stay active through the winter, like snowshoe hare, deer, and foxes, but now we can expect to see and smell more signs of the things that hibernate, or at least go into torpor for most of the winter. Bears, raccoons, skunks, chipmunks, and, of course, the woodchuck scoping out your soon-to-be garden. You can download this episode and find a link to our blog with the transcript, photos, contact information, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question or observation that you want us to cover in our show? Reach out to us. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Woo!